This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the podcast for all of the news, notes, and breakdowns for your Ohio State Buckeyes. This is Sons of the Shoe with Nick Wilson and Spencer German. Welcome into our live reaction show. That's right, guys. The latest installation of the college football playoff rankings are out. And once again in the top 10, very little movement, Spencer German. But the big movement this week, this because this is what we look forward to in a jam-packed year where all 10 teams have a legitimate argument to be somewhere in the top 10. Uh, finally, the long-awaited national nightmare Washington has moved up past Florida State. It probably should have happened two weeks ago, but I think I think basically the committee was waiting till they absolutely had to play this card because they knew that, that the top ten was going to be mostly stagnant. And, uh, yeah. yeah, Washington is now the number four team. If the playoffs started tomorrow, they would be one of the four playoff teams in this year. I thought it was interesting that Boo Corrigan said after the, the, the reveal – that you know Jordan Travis getting hurt had nothing uh had nothing to do with it no sure. not at all <laughs> I am sure yeah, yeah um yeah I I mean I do think he he mentioned like it had a lot to do with obviously Washington which I think is fair I mean you still look at the if you're looking at the top 10 right now Washington still has the best win on anybody's resume at this point that is that is before this weekend when Ohio State and Michigan play and someone's going to walk out of there victorious but they still have the best one on anybody's schedule. They, they beat Oregon. They obviously just beat uh, Oregon State over the weekend, which was a big win for them. That that's kind of a scrappy team that can can get you if you're not if you're if you're sleepwalking. And actually, it was on the road, and Oregon State actually played pretty well against them. Almost did beat them. So um, yeah, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think you're right that it probably should happen a couple weeks ago. Um, the timing, like you said, or like we like we mentioned, is interesting with the Jordan Travis injury. But I do think that Washington certainly has warranted jumping up into the top four. I think the interesting question, and this was brought up on the show, Nick, is should they have jumped even further with their resume up past even Michigan, who we continue to say their resume just isn't there, and basically they're just there because of what the eye test is telling us? I think, and if you want to pull up Radu's comments, you guys are more than welcome to comment here in the uh, in the comment sections, or you guys can also go ahead and um, and go ahead and get up to us at there's Miss Sophia. Yeah. <laughs> somebody somebody heard the words live, and all of a sudden Sophia <laughs> made an appearance come. on the show. I love we're, it. We're talking right now, baby. Yeah, okay, but. Um, <laughs> I think Radu's point here is actually kind of why we haven't seen uh, Washington get a jump up previously in the rankings. I think I think the committee knew, and I, I really do think this kind of thinking happens. So I don't think this is – like I would feel the same way if Ohio State was ranked third and had the same resume that Michigan did. I think the committee knew 
that if if any earlier you had moved Washington ahead of Florida State, and today Washington's coming off the same win over Oregon State on the road, and Michigan just struggled with Maryland uh, to get that win, I think I think you probably would have felt some pressure to move Washington to third. And and much like Radu says, I actually agree. I think Washington should be ahead of Michigan. That's no disservice to Michigan, but the eye test this late in yeah. the season, it doesn't matter to me. It's who you've beaten. And in Washington is the more impressive undefeated team. Yeah, agreed. Um, I, I wonder, do you think it's part of what's in play here is like they really wanted an, an Ohio State, Michigan two versus three sort of situation here? I mean, not that it matters if they go to four, it's still a top four matchup, but like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I, cause I think you're right. Like, if if resume is what we're going off of at this point, if that's the most important thing, other than maybe head to heads, which we're going to get obviously one, at least one this weekend, then I do think they should be ahead of Michigan probably. So I think it's a little bit of that. A two versus three is incredibly impressive. I also think it's this. I think the committee likes to position Ohio State and Michigan. I think Georgia gets this benefit of the doubt. Texas, Alabama, all the blue bloods. They get positioned in such a way that there's a benefit of the doubt in how you rank them. So that let's say Ohio State and Michigan, you know, one of these teams is obviously going to lose on Saturday. And so you don't want to, if you position Michigan at four, it's a little tougher to position them still in the picture if they lose. It's a little tougher to keep Ohio State in the top four. Or, uh, so or you think they're playing. Open. You think they're playing 3D chess. Like they're yes. thinking like five, six, seven moves ahead. Like, oh, well, yes. if Michigan loses, we can still backdoor them in if we need to. If yeah, it's a, it's a hundred percent why Alabama's eight and Texas is seven. There's a there's a logic there of okay, if X, Y, and Z happens, then we can slide Alabama right there. Or if X, Y, and Z happens, then we're vindicated to put Texas in over Alabama. And I think all these things do matter. Like I think I think it's part of the conversation. So yes, I think. I think if Ohio State and Michigan play at two and four, and one of the t- whomever loses, I think it's tougher to put them, you know, fourth or fifth. If all of a sudden, you know, you have some, if all of a sudden you're pitting them against an undefeated Florida State team or an undefeated Pac-12 team that you don't really want in there because they're not Ohio State or Michigan. Yeah, yeah, I would agree, and I, and I do think as we sort of talk about the one movement with the being Florida State and 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 Washington. I feel like the path for Florida State to get back in is basically they have to basically do what Ohio State did the year they won a national championship. Like starting quarterback gets hurt. You got to go out and you got to blow out Louisville in your conference championship game and make basically make a statement of like, okay, we can still go do this thing. That That's the only way I think Florida State gets back in because their strength of schedule pales in comparison, I think, to the teams that are ahead of them. And even in maybe well, and Oregon's isn't great at right now, but if they beat Washington in a in a Pac-12 championship game, that would change things. Um, so I I think that's the only path for Florida State to get back in at this point now that they're out. Yeah, and listen, I, listen, I know it's unfair. And Boo Corrigan did the thing I expected him to do, which is say, "Oh no, the injury had no factor. This was all about what Washington <laughs> did over Oregon State, a three-loss team we're enamored with being in the top 16." He's lying. And I understand why he's lying. I, I think they're, I think, listen, I think the selection committee is very keenly aware of what they say impacts how seriously people take these rankings. Yeah. And so they want to make it, they want to try and preserve the idea of the integrity of them, even though we all know 
it's a little the, the, the it's it's creative accounting. So I like there's no way Jordan Travis's injury didn't impact this, and it should. Guys, Rotomaker, I don't like he has to prove he belongs in the playoffs the next two weeks. If uh, Kyle McCord were to get injured and we're down to Lincoln Keenholz, I guarantee you guys. You're going to have to beat Michigan to get in because Lincoln Keenholds with Ohio State does not sell the same way as Kyle McCord. And I just think that's I think that's an unfair rea- yeah. uh, No, No, it's not unfair. It's fair, but I understand that in a way it penalizes a team that's been flawless to this point. I'd also say Florida State hasn't beaten anybody. So Florida State was a paper tiger at the fourth seed anyways. I think they're the the weakest of all the top six teams. Like, I would take Oregon head-to-head over them. I would take literally every other team, and most of those teams by two tuts or more. And now without Jordan Travis, I think it would be like playing a MAC team. Okay, that's not fair. They've got dudes. <laughs> but I do think it'd be like playing a B-level, maybe a C-plus level ACC team. And quite frankly, the ACC blows this year. Yeah. And I hate to be that, but, like, that's the reality here. And I got to say, man, like – because we've already started the counter rhetor- uh, the counter rhetoric season where, oh, no way you can have a one-loss Ohio State team over a, a undefeated Power 5 champion. Never. No. It's happened a few times. Yeah. And the same thing with a one-loss Alabama team that wasn't the SEC champion. Like, guys, the, the, the committee shown us who they value and what programs they value. So – I don't see a great road for Ohio State or Michigan if for whomever loses in this game to be in the playoffs. That doesn't mean that between now, this weekend, you know, rivalry week and then conference title week, that that path wasn't yeah. or isn't going to present itself because more often than not, it does, even if it's yeah. the, the, the selection committee creating the path. Well, and this year is even more unique because I feel like at this point in the season, Nick, we have more – undefeated teams than we normally do you got george undefeated you got ohio state michigan undefeated you got washington undefeated you got florida state undefeated and then from there it's it's a bunch of one loss teams um until you get to i think like back part of the i think i think liberty's obviously undefeated they're now in the top 25 but like they're obviously not even part of this conversation so it's it's just it's it's different this year and i think that'll be they, they talked about that a little bit with boot corrigan too like, how do you guys value a one-loss team to a team that maybe goes undefeated when, when like, push comes to shove? Um, and that'll be an interesting dilemma that they'll have to face. I, I do think it's silly, like, the show, the the ESPN sort of, like, reaction show that they have on there with Booger and, uh, you know, Kirk and, um, and, and, and all those guys, like, for them to sit there and talk, they, like, they keep using the word precedent. And I'm like, guys – the 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 precedent doesn't doesn't matter because yeah. next year it's going to be 12 teams and any precedents that they had before they are going to go out the window because all the conference champs are going to get in and like some of these things that we are like splitting hairs on now that they're all worried about up in arms like well what does this say what yeah. does this say about the committee it's not going to matter next year so I, i'm not as yeah. worried about precedent at this point i think it's about this year just finding the four best teams which feels like it's a little harder than previous years because you got some unbeaten still uh, you still have some things that kind of have to flush themselves out. And I don't know that there's like a completely dominant team at this point, maybe other than Georgia. And that's an interesting thing too, though. They talked a little bit about like how far the gap is between Georgia and Ohio state. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an interesting conversation going into this weekend, because like if, if Ohio state beats Michigan or Michigan beats Ohio state, obviously that's the best win any team has this season. 
do they jump to one, you think, or do they think Georgia's this that much better that they would stay in that spot? So I think if Michigan beats Ohio State, it's a truly great victory, but I don't think it's getting you number one. I think if Ohio State beats Michigan, I would be pretty I would not be surprised. I shouldn't say I'd be shocked if it if it didn't happen. I'd be pretty surprised if Ohio State wasn't number one, even if it's just for one week. And I think the tricky part is if you're the committee positioning yourself in such a way that if you move Ohio State ahead, you have to remember where you put Michigan, because the one thing the committee does not want to do is waste Ohio State Michigan in a first round matchup. Right. I mean, I think I, I think that was a, a, the reason they stacked the teams the way they were last year. So you're talking so Michigan I, still finds their way back in is what you're thinking. Um, I if well, okay, no, but you kind of have to plan for the event that you have Michigan and Ohio State both in the playoffs, right? So it's not that I think it's going to happen. I do think it's pretty likely though. So, but no, I think if Ohio State wins, I think Ohio Ohio State beats Michigan, even if it's a close game. I think Ohio State's won, and then we figure we out lo- what we, happens. Uh, we lost your audio. Oh, d- do you have it back now? I can't hear you. What about now? <laughs> this is I'm what sure you're, you're making wanted. a very very good point but i can't understand anything you're saying at the moment what about now is it your no i i think is it something with your microphone maybe okay let me see how about now while you're doing that uh i'm gonna throw up a couple more of radu's comments um he mentions if michigan loses they will be out week out of conference schedule we'll keep them out i i, I think that is an interesting element to the michigan side of this um whether or not both Ohio State and Michigan can find their way back in to mm-hmm. the the playoff based on whoever loses this weekend um and I think it's probably unlikely for either of them to get in with one loss um and not being a conference champion but I think Michigan even more so like that that'll be the interesting conversation with that matchup specifically is like if Ohio State does win how far does Michigan drop knowing that their resume isn't isn't great am I back no. Mother. <laughs> no. Is is your microphone like it does it charge or something? I don't think so. Let's see. Mm-mm. How about now? And that's it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if this is working the whole time, but it's not working for you? Am I wrong about this? If if uh, hey Radu, since you're the one commenting most notably, can you hear Nick when he talks? Because I can't hear anything Nick is saying. <laughs> oh man. I mean, because I just feel like I could really talk some mad shit right now, and there's nothing you could do. We're just waiting. Oh my god, this is the worst nightmare possible. Give me a second. That's what he said. Ah, oh, I. I... <laughs> I can't hear anything you're saying. Radu says he can hear you, so I no. guess I guess Radu can hear you. It must be something on my end that I can't hear you. We should we should probably then stop the podcast if you can't hear me. I'm just thinking out loud here. Yeah, people are saying they can hear you, so it must be me. Man, Andy, Andy, good for you. You can hear me, my guy. That's what we're talking about. Oh, now he's having to replug his shit in. Oh, this is good. But now his 
but now his microphone is off. Well, listen. Oh, wait, is he back? Can you hear me? I got you. Ah, look at that. There we go. I don't know what the hell went wrong. Went by the, the way, rest. by the way, thank you, Andy, for pitching in there. Thank you for Radu. I was like, I was like, because I like the lights on. Everything's good here. I was actually just going to start pantomiming some really wild crap, but thank, <laughs> thankfully, it was on your end and not on my end. I don't know what happened. I think something. I don't know. Streamyard now, does weird things sometimes. Anyway, all all this being said, I think. I think it's going to be a really interesting two weeks here. And I'll be honest with you, man. Like, I'm curious at how in the conference title games, if Ohio State wins or Michigan wins, I'm curious to see then how they rate, like, even an Iowa win. Because, like, you mm-hmm. and I were talking on the pod earlier, and that's a 9-2 and two team that has now fallen to 17th. They're, they're the lowest-ranked group of five 9-2 team. And Oklahoma's four spots ahead of them. Ole Miss is in the final 12-team playoff spot. Uh, Penn State at 11. Like, it's pretty wild to wonder, all right, if Ohio State beats Michigan or Michigan beats Ohio State and then turns around, do they have to kick the ass of Iowa just to have a chance considering Alabama and Georgia play? And I actually think Georgia will win that one, even though it's probably going to be a close game. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I also think in the conversation about whether or not a one-loss Michigan or Ohio State makes it back in, I, I think it's worth discussing like what the path looks like for Ohio State to get back in. Because we we kind of talked after we had recorded, we were obviously at the station together today, and we talked a little bit about like what would have to happen for Ohio State with one loss not, to Michigan not being your conference champion to get back in. I think uh, you need basically like you need Florida State out of your way if they go undefeated. Like you would need them to lose a game, and 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 your your tiebreaker with them would kind of be like, well, we don't really trust that Jordan Travis isn't there, so we'd rather put Ohio State in over them. You need you need Washington to once again beat Oregon because you don't want Oregon and now to jump into the conversation and be like, well, and you don't want there to be any splitting hairs of. Washington is a one-loss team that lost to Oregon in their conference championship game. Should we put both of them in, Oregon and Washington, After in that scenario? Because you would basically have Georgia would be in. You need Georgia to beat Bama. That needs to happen too. So if Georgia beats Bama, if Michigan goes on to win the Big Ten, those are two spots. And then you have basically Florida State, um, Washington, and Oregon jockeying for the other, the other one. And you would need – Again, Washington to beat Oregon and Florida State to probably lose because then that kind of by default says like, okay, I guess Ohio State's the next team that we got to put back in there. That's like the only path in my mind that makes a lot of sense right now. Well, so I think Georgia has to beat Alabama. Obviously, you mentioned Michigan beating Ohio State. Texas Washington- has to lose too, I feel like. Yeah, you think they put think- Texas in as a conference champ over Ohio State? Probably. No, but I think it's a real conversation. I think Texas versus – Ohio State with Ohio State's loss being to Michigan and Texas's loss being to Kansas, I would imagine you might get the you have the sexier loss thing. But no, I think Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC title game. Michigan beats Ohio State, obviously. Washington trounces Oregon. Uh, Florida State presumably gets that loss to probably Louisville because I don't listen. I'm, I'm sorry. There's no way in hell I think Louisville's going from 10 to 4. I just don't. I, I don't. I I think everybody knows Louisville. The ACC is bad. Yeah, it's it's that's, bad. That's all you need, and that's not a good team. And then Texas losing to Oklahoma State would go a long way. But yeah. but again, like 
here's the thing. That's what I think has to happen for you to guarantee a spot for Ohio State. Creative accounting exists for both Ohio State and, and Michigan to the point where, like, I think all four of those dominoes happening guarantee you something. But even two of those dominate, right? Like Georgia beating Alabama is probably the biggest thing that needs to happen because everybody else you can say, well, but Ohio State lost to Michigan and they beat every all these other teams and it's Ohio State. So I think I think yeah. Alabama versus Georgia. And honestly, the second most important thing is probably Texas losing. Yeah. Because well, they're one of the few brands I on agree. par with Ohio State. And Well, that and we know how much they value conference championships. If Texas goes on to win a conference championship, would that be the thing that edges them out, even though Ohio State would have, like you said, the sexier loss? So I, I think you're right. I think it is. Bama has to definitely lose to Georgia. I also think if Bama loses to Georgia, maybe the argument that can be made against Texas as well is that their one win is against a two-loss Bama team now. Granted, it is against one of the best teams, the best team in the country at the time. But yeah, um, it that, that this is the fun. This is the fun part of this. I think when you get this late in the rankings and you got big matchups like Ohio State, Michigan coming this weekend because you can start to prognosticate these things and figure out like what's the path back in. And I do think that Ohio state being one early on in this process kind of at least leaves that door open for them to find their way back in. I think it's going to be a lot harder road if Michigan loses because mm. strength, the schedule just is not in their favor and strength, the brand. I mean, I, 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 I listen, I have a reverence for Michigan. I really do. But Ohio state's brand, especially when it comes to playoffs is here. Uh, fair, unfair. Like that's the way the committee does think. So Michigan, uh, a one loss Michigan versus a one loss Oregon, I think is on par with each other. Um, I think Texas yeah. wins the brand debate over Michigan. So I think that's a really good point. Anything else you want to say, bud? I don't think so. I think that's it. Another great uh, rendition it sets the stage for two versus three on Saturday. And, uh, We'll see what it looks like uh, come next week. So, well, Radu, Andy, actually, we I do. You know what? You know what? I do have something I want to say. I was thinking about this this afternoon. Uh, I hope. All right, you know what? I really want to see happen if if uh, if Ohio State beats Michigan on Saturday. What's I that? think it would be absolutely hilarious if Ryan Day waltzes up to his post game press conference, or not even the, just the this the on TV interview, and the first thing out of his mouth is. I'd like to know where Jim Harbaugh is right now. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? If he just goes full low holds. Come on. Wouldn't that be great if he followed it up with that? With that? that would be perfect. Yeah, but Absolutely here's perfect. the problem. Uh, Lou Holtz's 86-year-old ass isn't going to beat you up. <laughs> uh, Jim Harbaugh might be able to beat Ryan Day up. All right? <laughs> would, and, would and that here's be, the thing. Would that be the thing that convinces Jim Harbaugh to stay at Michigan? Is like, oh, I got to beat this guy's ass again next year now. It, if he no, comes no, no. out and says that. So it's it's for next year's handshake where he gorilla grips him and like does the Harry <laughs> Potter Voldemort and jumps off a ledge. Like that's the kind of situation. Jim Harbaugh, listen, guys, I learned a long time ago, right? Don't fight first place. Kids don't fight. It's it's dumb. Two, don't fight crazy. All right. You want to be the crazy one in a fight. You don't want to be fighting yeah. the crazy one because crazy ones will do anything. Because they're crazy. And Jim Harbaugh is smacked out to effing Pluto. He, the man is gone. He is. He went uh, to lunch a month ago. He's a goofball. Don't fight goofballs. Because it's not they don't fight fair. They don't know what fair is. They just know what winning is. Um, but no. I will. I'm. I will be a little mad if my if the if the if the, if the uh, handshake after the game 
isn't one of those um the the pull-ins and then somebody refuses to let go as they give crap to each other that's what i want and you See, know Radu, go i'm gonna be honest i i think um I think too it's interesting because we talked about the stakes in this this game earlier early in the, the episode we dropped earlier today, which you can find through the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast, and of course here on the ninety two through the fan YouTube channel. Um, but we talked about like just the stakes in this game, and like one thing we forgot to mention was Jim Harbaugh's comments on Monday, where he was basically asked about you know do you have any how much you know what's your level of respect for Ryan Day was the, the gist of the question, and he just completely dodged it. And his answer was just like, oh, we're not, we're just, we're not focused on anything other than beating Ohio. That was all he said. And then Ryan Day followed it up today by basically just giving the exact same answer. Like they asked him for like a follow-up to that. And it was just, yeah, you know, we're just focused on the Michigan game. So he just used Jim Harbaugh's own sort of strategy against him in that way. But like this, this feels very different from like the Bo Beckler, Woody Hayes days. Cause like those two worked together. Like they, they at least had like a mutual respect for each other. They just wanted to beat each other's ass when it came to this one game a year. This feels like truly from the beginning of Ryan day, taking over Ohio state. Like there's just this hatred from Jim Harbaugh that he just hates Ryan day. And I think Ryan day now has to hate Jim Harbaugh because of that. And it's, there's like no, there's no love lost between these two whatsoever. Like it just feels very different in that regard. And I don't even know why he hates Ryan day so much just because he inherited the program. Like, what does he have to hate Ryan day so much for Did Ryan day? Like kick his dog or something. Like, I don't understand. Did he, did he rip his khakis one time or get dirt on him? I, I, I don't get it. Well, no, I think uh, Ryan day's an a-hole and I think Jim Harbaugh's <laughs> an a-hole and two, two a-holes don't make a right. Um, I know. I just think they're but just we're, different But guys. weren't like we're, we're, we're Woody Hayes and Bo Beckler also like a-holes to each other for certain things, even though deep down they had a respect for each other? Yeah, but I think this one, I, I listen, I I think there was some stuff during the COVID, the, during the pandemic that I think they rubbed each other the wrong way. And then I think yeah. Jim Harbaugh with the born on third base did not help himself or ingratiate himself to Ryan Day. And then Ryan Day had like that we're going to beat him by a hundred this year thing. And then whatever. there's the 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 sign stealing scandal. And by the way, this is what we want. Like, yeah. Granted, we don't want dumb a holes in the stand fighting each other. We do want there to be yeah. legitimate hatred because you don't it makes want it to be fake it. hatred. You want it to yes. be legitimately they hate yeah. each other in some capacity. Yeah. Like, listen, if there's respect, that's cool. Right, Jim Trestle, Lloyd Carve. There's respect. Cool. Uh, you mentioned Woody and Bo. Cool. But if you can't have that, if you can't respect each other, then really hate each other. Don't give me <laughs> I, ambivalence to me. Like, oh, I, I take him or leave him. Don't want it. Give me yeah. hatred, blind hatred, or or mutual respect because it's earned. And yeah. by the way, more. More importantly, the rivalry a lot of us missed for like 15 years as Michigan was bleeping all over all over itself it's back it's all i care about yeah, the national the, the national i'm sorry the big 10 title it lays in the balance of this game the potential playoffs for both teams lays in this game the future of their head coaches lays in this game like I, and now they want to like you know mud wrestle each other like give me <laughs> as much animosity between the yeah. programs as possible as long as you keep it classy on the field all right yeah. as you mentioned where everybody can find the podcast please do and please remember to rate, subscribe, follow the podcast wherever you can. We are a new podcast, and we appreciate your patronage. Thank you to Radu. Thank you to Andy. Spencer, go Bucks.